Jonathan Yost is a con man wanted in over seven states for his fraudulent schemes. Tune into our show to learn how he hustles people out of their money and where they are now. Get the inside scoop on preventing yourself from being conned by following along as we unfold this story. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Blinded by the Lights, the cons of Jonathan Yost. I'm your host, Kirk. I'm the co-host, Clay. Hey, Clay, how's it going? Doing great. Ready to uh, uncover who this guy is today. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. This is uh, our first episode, and um, I think we should, like we discussed, give our audience a breakdown of who Jonathan Yost is and why he's so important and why they should listen, right? Yes, yes. Um, All right. Jonathan Yost is a skilled con man who does all types of crimes, um, or cons, I should say. And um, he does from scamming churches to car scams to real estate scams. But what we're really focused on is the movie scams, the, what we got caught up in um, in November of this year. And we're, we're going to really talk about the movie scams because that's that's what's that's what the story, that's where all the stories are at. Every movie is a different story, it seems like. And we've got nine movies that he has done, uh, or we believe he's done, but we believe he's done more, but nine to our record. Um, we're uncovering this every day. We're uncovering something new every day. And we're, we're taking you guys along with us. We're taking you on this ride. We have a basis of what he's done, but we're we we're uncovering this, and we'll tell you as soon as we get it. And you know, we find out more through every interview that we do, and it's really fun. This is really crazy. He's a he's a really bad human being who has scammed. Lots and lots of people. He, the, the thing is, he uses uh, people who know what they're doing to, to do set up the professional situation and the start of the project. But then they catch on. And that's mm -hmm. when he ends his con and goes to the next one. And while he's on set, he makes connections with actors and crew members who don't know what's going on because production's just getting wind of it. And when they stop the project, it's not known to a lot of people. And because there's this gap of communication, he's conning now those actors and those crew members into different things, whatever they can do. And it's usually roughly about three to $5,000 per con. And it could be anywhere from a Jeep, Apple products, or SAG after cards. And um, that's the case mostly of what we've found so far. So what he does, just to overview again, I, I'm not sure if we really talked about the cons. We talked about the film cons, the dates, the movies, but we didn't talk about what he does. He contacts filmmakers or makes connections with filmmakers. And then he uses their company or has them set up a company, structured an LLC for the film in their name somehow he gets away or puts off signing the document. So he's never on document. 
He's never signed anything. He's never listed as anything. And he gets uh, investors. He takes company investments that uh, do product placement. He takes people's cash money and he has them give it to him. I never gave him money. <laughs> I, I knew better on that. But he gets people to give him money and then he holds the money. And have you seen him pull out that wad of cash? So he is the main person you have to go to to buy lunch, buy equipment, buy locations. Oh, Jonathan, we need uh, 200 for lunch today. Uh, Jonathan, I need to go get a hard drive. And it's him. He's the source of the money, uh, which is a big problem. And the thing that everybody should know is you have to set up an escrow account for the film. And all the money goes into that account. All the taxes get paid out from that account and the LLC. The account has to match the LLC and for the movie. Um, and people should never give a personal check to anybody. So here we are. <laughs> yeah, what was that line that we were given that one studio when they're like, give us a pitch? Yeah, a ABC asked us to give uh, this one line. And I, and, but the first thing I thought was, no, <laughs> like there's too much to this story to give one line. But the one line was uh, fake Hollywood insider scams thousands out of millions, which I think was pretty on point, but yeah. does not in any way do this story any justice. Right. But for well, on, the, on the spot, I thought it was pretty good at the time. Yeah, it was really good. Um, let's get into a little bit of his crime history. How about that? Um, okay. We've kind of been putting together a little uh, map. And like you said, he uh, started with um, church crimes in his hometown and right. uh, real, in, real, real estate right. crimes. He's from Ohio, uh, where we believe he's wanted. Mm -hmm. um, that's where he grew up. Um, mm -hmm. we, we think he lives in Hawaii now or we don't know where he is. If you know, please let us know. We'd love if he's conning you right now. Please let us know. So um, it looks like back in 2017 is the furthest date that we could get where he did real estate scams in North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, he was he was on the local news in uh, North Carolina. He was doing um, he was doing uh, he he scammed a church in Cumberland. Um, for something like $5,000. And they also talked about him doing a real estate scam and scamming mm -hmm. actors. You know, I think that like was he, about $9,000 for that real estate scam. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And he was in Delaware also doing um, on that article. Um, he was he was scamming actors in Delaware that, that we know of. And that was his first time on the news. His face shown was in 2017. Yep. And then after that, he went to Houston, Texas in 2018 because there was a uh, scam about October 24th, 2018. Yes. Um, where he was doing fake photo shoots and he was offering fake SAG after cards. Yeah. Um, that I th think that was the victim uh, that he had, Dr. McKenna Vega, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there was that was also on the local Houston news that. He had got what 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 is what is one of his main uh, cons is 
He gets actors to give them money for SAG cards. So he says, you can be in my movie, pay me $3,000 and you're in my movie. And that's kind of the key to the blinded by the lights. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. And then he was also saying, uh, I have a connection with SAG. You don't need to go through a rep. Just give me 3000 and I'll get you your card and you'll be done. And, and I must say, uh, she's a doctor, so she's, she's no brilliant. Dummy. She's brilliant. <laughs> right. She's no dummy. She was. She's a doctor, and and uh, even doctors can get blinded by the lights. Anybody. Um, and then after that scam, he went to uh, the next record we have is January eighteenth, twenty nineteen, to about February, to about February in uh, San Antonio, Texas. It was right. a $377,000 scam. Do you have any info on that? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, that's the one he has the court case for. So San Antonio has been the only real people out there that have tried to want to get this guy arrested. And he does have a court case um, for, for that. And he stole three hundred and seventy-seven thousand dollars from investors. And and what we want to prove is that that's kind of how he does this whole thing. He he gets he gets investors to give him money, and then he'll go. It's it's like a pyramid scheme for movies. So then he'll go to his next movie, act like he can pay you, and act like there's some money there. And then he'll do another movie, and nobody gets anything, and nobody gets anything anyways. But he, he, he can shell out some money because he does get investors for as this one, 377,000. And I must say the San Antonio has been super, they're the only ones, FBI, nobody is helpful except for the district attorney of San Antonio. And yeah, and let me tell you, the, I, can, I can attest to that, uh, Clay, because I've been working since the beginning of our uh, con that was made known to us i've reached out fbi marshals our district attorneys police stations nobody nobody on the legal side of things is of any help nobody wants to take action it's not big enough news unless it's big it's not going to move anybody to do anything it's really disappointing right. yes well we're going to police ourselves aren't we yeah. <laughs> we're going to try um so after the uh, san antonio uh, he he was uh, scamming people there. Then we go over to January 2020, where he did some bomb threats on Warner Brothers, and he actually was arrested for that. Um, yes. And in that situation, February 13th, he was arrested February 13th, and okay, well, well, and he was released March 3rd. He he. He did a bomb threat on Warner Brothers Studios. I don't know how many people are in Warner Brothers Studios, but it has to be a lot. I've been there before. Um, the SAG office is in New York and the SAG office is in LA. All three places were evacuated. He was arrested. And so he spent, let's do, he was arrested February 13th, was released March 3rd. How anybody can get away with that? Almost a it, month. Yeah. So I uh, this was the actual starting point of my research and reaching out to the justice system 
because I had found the article and the uh, officer in charge of the report for the bombing. And I finally got him to call me back. And he just basically said, there's nothing that he can do. And also this uh, very important point, he had nothing to do with the arrest at that time. It was actually just the officer in charge of handling media reports for that month, which they, obviously they rotate and I didn't know that. So there was no way to find out who was uh, a part of that arresting and there was no help there. And and we really want to find out why he did that. There has to be there has to be a great reason why he died. Yeah. Well, he's a sociopath, but we also want there has there should be a reason why he did that, and that's exactly. going to make a great story. And we'll you know hopefully we can unfold that for everybody. Yeah. What prompted him? Did, what motivated that? I'd love to know. And how did he? Why did they release him? Right. Um, right. So then after that bomb threat, we went to March 2020. Um, and that's where he was in uh, Georgia. Uh, Very busy right now. This is when he gets really, really busy. Yeah, he gets really busy. Now, there was a film before this one. Uh, this film's called Hear My Cry. Uh, I don't know what the name of this the film was he was in before this one, but he made his way to, uh, to Georgia where he met Joshua. And uh, he used the previous movie to leverage himself as a as a professional in the entertainment industry. And he got Joshua involved in these uh, scams. He didn't know what was going on. Um, and this led to uh, a live play called Journey of a Single Mother with someone named Dushar, right? And then yeah. the same continuing on, it went to another uh, project called The Actor Project where they met Spencina. Um, and then they continued on uh, to a documentary called Neither with Shantae. And then um, from the documentary, when they finished that, uh, Josh still didn't know what was going on. And they uh, went up so far as to go to Mexico on a promo tour for their uh, movie, Hear My Cry. And they were on Telemundo and a bunch of news channels. And at this point, um, they went back to the US where but Jonathan had stayed in Mexico doing another con that he got busted on. We'll get more into that later. A big um, one. It's a, a big, big one. one. I can't wait to give you details on that. And then uh, going from Mexico back into the States, he couldn't reconnect with Josh because Josh knew, but he had already been setting up something with Cena, right? Yeah. Uh, which, which happened from May to June of 2020 called The Ocean Rescue. Right. Um, which they filmed in Florida. Um, they had red carpet events uh, in May. Um, and then that took them over to, I guess this was like Ocean Rescue 2 or a second movie or or was this the same movie? Because they ended up in Hawaii filming. Com completely 10. different. It, it was completely okay. different. Two completely yeah. different Ocean Rescue scams with Spencina. Right. She wasn't in Hawaii, though. She wasn't. She wasn't in Hawaii, but they they no. went on ahead to film without her. Um, she was still connected at that time, but she was trying to figure things out because um, she didn't know. None, none of these people knew that this was going on. Um, so then uh, in Hawaii, he was actually arrested. It was shut down. Um, it was on the news. It was everywhere in Hawaii. But of course, th this is another problem, Clay, that we're running into, right? Because each of these states, each of these counties 
they do report this stuff, but we don't hear about it because we're not in that county. Right. And so if we had heard about it, we would have known, like if a space was known, we would have, it would have prevented a lot. Um, and that's kind of what we're doing with this podcast, right? Right. Um, then, so in July 17, 2020, he was arrested in, in the Ocean Rescue Scam, uh, which he did auditions with and, and filming over at the Sand Beach Hotel. And then, again, he got out of that and ended back in the U.S. Uh, in October 2021, he was in Vegas. There's actually a podcast about this on YouTube, right, Clay? You found that with those three yeah. gentlemen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they talked about um, them getting conned through um, uh, a, a residency scam. So yeah. he, he is a musician, and, and that's how he gets a lot of these. He gets a lot of musicians because he, he is a musician, and he's, he's pretty good. And um, he gets them – that they were talking about a residency where they got ripped off. So, um, or no, that they, no, that they didn't fall for it. But that is what he does. Is um, he tries to get? He says he's part of a residency, and then I'm sure, kind of like the same scam he does with the, uh, with the sad card, you know. Yep, exactly. And then um, going from that Vegas situation, he ended up in LA, and there was some sort of uh, film con happening before ours and we don't we don't have all the information on that but we're still digging it could have been actually two uh film cons um because from it was october in in vegas and then ours was the end of um what is that ours was in november ours is in november 2021 uh ours was called senses and uh we'll we'll get into that in a little bit won't we clay um yeah he had about he had other side things going on in that he had Jeep cons, Apple cons, sack after card cons again. Um, yeah, so uh, so Clay, as uh, do we miss anything? I think we covered everything, right? I think we covered the basis of 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 what he did. Now we can go into a little bit more detail on on some of the movies, you know, and and you know what he does, you know, roughly. From what we've seen, there's about uh, probably right around 50 people to each movie. Right? Wow, Clay. So the um, actual history of his cons has, is such a magnitude because you have one movie and there's like three or four other films connected to it. Plus, he's setting up for the next con. So, Clay, um, tell me, how did you get involved with the con called Census that happened in November 2021? Um, I, I had my uh, two friends, um, Michelle and Ilka were um, on the set and they, they asked me to come up, be a PA, and then they'd have a, have a role for me. And um, nice they did. I, I was filming the first day. It was awesome. You know, it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, in a, I was a cop and that was pretty cool, dressed up like cop. And um, I was excited. And I had a friend named King, super talented King. He was the first guy I saw on set, which I was, you never have three people, you know, on set. And so that was, that was pretty cool. And, um, he, and, and then he, so I went up there, I'm from San Diego, drove up there. Um, a long drive. That it Where is was a long drive. Film? 
Where was this being filmed? Uh, at it, right, downtown, downtown. I'm asking LA. as if I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were there. But I'm just because <laughs> you're, I want to get those details from you. So you're driving from San Diego to LA. Were you staying yeah. down in LA or were you driving back and forth? Uh, I was, I, I drove back down a couple times, but I, I was staying with friends a few days and, and, and uh, actually uh, I got to stay with uh, a crew up there. That was pretty cool. Um, they let me stay with them up in the hotel. So we had a good time doing that. Nice. Um, yeah. So that, that was cool. So tell me about um, the production. How was, how was, how was the production start on day one? Uh, you got this gig, you're expecting to see your friends. You drove in from San Diego. You're expecting to be in, in the film. You get to see uh, it. The, the production was cool. I mean, it looked, there was a lot of money involved in this movie. Um, it, the food was great. The, the um, God, beautiful people everywhere. There was just, <laughs> it was one of the most beautiful sets I've ever seen. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I thought it was good. I thought everything looked great uh, in, until Jonathan spoke. And he gathered everybody around, and um, he—he he, the first words out of his mouth were, uh, "I'm the coolest guy anybody's ever met, and I want you know you guys can come and talk to me, do whatever you want." And and any movie set I've ever been on is the the director asserts his dominance, and that was not what was happening, and. That was really weird. And I got a bad vibe from it. I was like, this, this guy isn't right. And, and I've talked to tons of people about him and every, and most people say the same thing. I knew, I knew it from the second I saw him, I didn't like him. And it was, it, it, it was, everything was great except for him. So, so I, I was excited, but you know, you're not thinking that one dude is going to screw up a whole movie, you know, like, and, um, and then I met you and you're super cool. And just other people were, were, it was, it was, it was fun. It was a fun set to be on and it was busy and everything, but he was on it and I had a bad feeling about him. And we, you, you know, everyone says the same thing. You, you should have went with your gut. You know, you, that's, you're going to hear that a lot in interviews and stuff like, I wish I would have went with my gut. And, you know, I only wasted two weeks of my life. I didn't give him any money. So I, I'm low on the totem pole of, of getting ripped off. I'm very low on this totem pole. I Clay, let's, let's not minimalize your loss, okay? You spent gas money. You spent time away from your income job. You drove from San Diego to LA. You weren't always in the most right. comfortable okay. position. Okay. Sometimes you didn't know where you were staying. Um, it was a mess during production. Uh, there was so much chaos. So you're right. You're right, Kirk. You're right. You're and I did give a lot, but I'm talking about. I'm comparing myself to others. There's yeah. the other people that got ripped off so much more than I did. And yeah. and yes, I, I did do a lot. And I I, I don't know. I, I don't. I just, I just know what all these other people have lost. They've lost their time and money, and, and I only lost time, you know, and and some and money, some money, I guess. But and uh, yeah, I guess you know, yes, I did lose money, yes. Yeah. But there's me comparing myself to some of these other people that have lost boatloads of money, you know, like they've lost a lot, and 
time and and some of them psychologically have been you know screwed up too and it's it's yeah i can attest for that <laughs> right, right okay it will will tell tell everybody how how you you came into this you how you were part of census oh boy um should i summarize this um somebody that i partnered with to do film stuff who has been around filmmaking but never really in filmmaking um was trying to open doors and and be a really good friend and you know bring me along and i had been you know producing for quite some time and uh she had said she vetted this guy um and i had you know this is this is the thing is like uh, a lot of these stories that we're interviewing people came to trust somebody else who knew him or trust without doing research who he was um in my case i trusted somebody uh and so i was introduced to this guy uh who was very hard to get a hold of um at the same time of me doing pre-production with other producers and uh i had to help finish the script it wasn't finished um and then i had to get crew set up uh with my producing partner um and a couple other people these are these were these are my uh, family per se. I've been through so many film productions with this crew. Um, it's still to this day embarrassing to even just just think about um, this this was my fam, you know and uh, it's as we as we will be going through other podcasts and hearing similar stories, it it was family and friends, family and friends and and like you know you you have this opportunity. we were presented that this was a Netflix deal. We were presented that there was an escrow account of um, 500,000. It was split, so uh, they put in 250,000 and then we get the other 250,000 uh, released when we finish a trailer. So that was our goal, get the trailer done and we'll get the rest of the money and we get finished filming. Um, a lot of things were red flags for me, but I kept getting reassured that the guy was who he was and everything was fine. Um, at the same time that we were setting up, um, I, I was, uh, told to get locations and I'm like, okay, well, I need, I need money for locations. And he's like, no, this is like the day before we're filming. No, dude, you're supposed to set up the locations and get paid back on the back end. That's exactly what happens with production. No, I've never, I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that happening. That's never happened. I've, I've been in film over nine years. That's never happened. So he's pissed off at me. He's blaming me. I became this like scapegoat for him through the entire film production, which caused a wedge and a wall that grew tall and tall and tall between me and my film partner that had introduced me to him. Okay, so um, he manipulated that situation. So every time I had a red flag and every time uh, I brought something to her attention, I would get pushed aside or I was not listened to. Um, so while we're racing to get locations, uh, that week I actually got sick and I'm like, well, are we going to cancel? What are we going to do? They're like, no, just get in the car, drive. We'll, we'll figure it out. Just get over here. So I'm like deathly ill, not COVID. Uh, I get in the car and I spend about five hours <laughs> in one location. It's, it's about an 11 hour drive, five hours in one location. That took five hours out of my day. And then 10 hours in another location. Each each 
location. I was on my computer in a, in a coffee shop getting film location certificates and setting things up for the film that we were supposed to film tomorrow. So then it becomes about 10 o'clock at night and I still have nine hours to go. So I, I don't know if I'm calculating this right, but I think it was about 10 o'clock. And then uh, I ended up getting into town about um, 4.30 and I crashed in a parking lot of a grocery store before we had to go to set. And I was just uh, sick and like, I was wearing a mask and keeping my distance from everybody, but it wasn't COVID and I knew that already. And um, uh, which was another thing too, because he he assured me about our uh, COVID's compliance officer. He assured me we were gonna be SAC. He assured me we had union and all of that was taken care of. And uh, of course, nothing was taken care of and I didn't find out till later. Um, so there I am, that's, that's uh, how I got into this mess and I ended up on set. And uh, then that morning uh, at seven, was it seven o'clock? I think it was seven. Yeah. Uh, you were like early arrival and that's when I met you and you're like, Hey, Hey, I'm Clay. How can I help you? <laughs> like, Hey Clay, who, what do you do? <laughs> Cause I didn't have lit. I didn't have my list, nothing. And he was, be, he was supposed to be there ahead of me. It was supposed to be setting things up. Cause he's like, I'm going to like jump in with you and we're going to do this together and blah, blah, blah. And I was going to first AD it and produce it and all everything that I do anyway. And, um, he gets there and he's like, okay, so let's go. And I'm like, no, we, me, me and you were organizing people. We we're placing the crew, wardrobe needs to go here, props there, uh, camera set up here, uh, you know, all of this stuff. And um, he gets there and he's like, let's do a meeting, let's do a meeting. And I was like, uh, okay. And he was like, everyone gather around. Okay, I'm gonna tell you. And exactly what you said. I'm gonna let you know I'm the most important person that you're ever gonna meet. I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and I've done this and I've done this. And I've done this. And um, he's like, uh, and this is what's going to go. And I don't want any gossip on the set. And every single time he set up a meeting on set, it was all about uh, not gossiping. And if he, if there's any issues to come to him directly. And I think that was a setup because if he, if there were going to be any issues about who he really was, he wanted to be at the front. Right. And, and you'll see that you'll see that later on him. He drives wedges between actors, between producers, but that's what he does. So many wedges. He manipulates right. all the relationships. He tries mm -hmm. to. He's, oh, he's horrible. And um, uh, yeah. And then, I mean, it just went downhill from there. Clay, you were there. Uh, we had a whole, a whole crew, uh, camera department quit. All the grips quit. Um, for various reasons, we'll probably we'll discuss that later. I don't want to, I don't want to do the whole thing right now, the whole story, but um, yeah, that's how I got roped into it. That's where we met. What, um, when you were on our film set, uh, were you introduced to him as Jonathan Yost? Uh, no, no, he, he was, uh, he was Jonathan Diaz, I think on ours. Yeah, it was Jonathan Diaz. Yeah. Uh, yeah do you he, know he his goes, other names? Yeah, his, 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 God, his birth name is Jonathan Yost. Um, and he goes by Jonathan Diaz, Jonathan Lopez, Doctor J Lopez. Um, you'll hear uh, interviews people calling him Latino. He, he's he's uh, he goes by the name Latino. Jonathan um, Latino. Yeah, Jonathan yeah, yeah. Latino. It's Jonathan it's, it's a, Jonathan Diaz. Usually always Jonathan, but the last name changes. <laughs> 
That's so funny. <laughs> when we looked up his, uh, you well, like like when I looked him up, it his uh, IMBD was Jonathan Lopez, mm-hmm. and it was pretty hilarious. He was a professional surfer, and he had been on tons of great movies. You know, they don't really double check your IMBD. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> IMDb, yeah. Um, well, I mean, anybody could put anything on there if they approve it and it looks safe. Um, I know when I looked at it, he had a bunch of film credits for doing graphic design work. And I actually called the department heads for those companies and they said they never even heard of him. Right. I and didn't that, do this before, how- but I did it after, you know, the fact. <laughs> right. Well, so does everybody. <laughs> Um, that's, that's how he got that church, that church in North Carolina, the very first news article, he, he said he was a, um, what, what did we have here? Uh, an audio visual creative, you know, whatever, but that's how he got the first one too. Scamming churches. I mean, this guy will do anything, say anything. And it's not just that he tells you this information and it's believable. He befriends people and manipulates on their emotions. I mean, where yeah. some of the interviews we have coming up are just so uh, intense. And uh, I mean, he became close, what appeared to be close friends with these people, not just uh, on a business level. Right. Um, and these people he'll do are anything, so great. He'll do anything to gain your trust and, and just kind of, and it's really weird too, what, what we've seen is, the weirdest kind of weirdest part of this whole thing is him not finishing it. Like we don't understand why he just doesn't finish it. He, he, he leaves three days before, or, you know, right when the shoot's going to end steals, whatever he can. But I mean, we don't understand why he just doesn't make money off finishing the movies. It's just like, he's a born bad human like i was actually thinking about this the other day and the one person that he's conning the most is himself because let's say he didn't have the movies uh funds for these movies and he did he could have finished these movies and had finished products and sold them and actually come back and like paid all these people uh or he could have made himself famous off of them um because they weren't horrible ideas and the you know he got real film crews and real film people that's why these things actually got started and went to a certain point um he could have actually had a couple of projects done and distributed and and people could have actually done something with this but he just i yeah i don't understand how What's much how much game? would it, how much more would it have took well well he did the he how much more would it have took for him to finish our movie and got it out? Like not much, right? We're, we were there. Well, uh, first of all, the guy doesn't know anything about filmmaking, which is yeah. obvious. Um, his script was too short. He thought that a bunch of action scenes would have filled it up. Uh, so we were, we would have been short probably about 30 minutes uh, in in the film but we could have finished the project and used it as a pitch for more investment to do more days or we could have continued shooting um and finished uh, actual feature length but um yeah i just don't understand he he does these projects something like that Mm -hmm. yeah but Mm -hmm. i mean no one's going to want to show their footage even actors that were on this are not going to want the clips to be shown to uh 
prove that they were on this show with him. I mean, it's like tainted footage. Um, but I just, I, I don't know what the end game is. Yes, obviously he's like, he's making connections and sub-connections and continuously plotting and doing more cons after more cons after more cons, but there's no really means to an end. There's no like big payoff. And, and when does it run out? I mean, we've got so many people it runs out with us, Clay. It runs out with us. So many people hate this guy, and everyone loves talking to us and loves what we're doing and is so appreciative yeah. of what we're doing. And but he's still getting away with it right now. So it's it's I can it, guarantee you he's conning right now. Right, right, right. Maybe not be an upscale movie like ours, but well, it might be. It might. Have, sorry, it might be. He. It might be something even bigger right now. Um, and if you have any information, you know, because there's gaps in our timeline, and and we're adding to our that timeline that that you posted up. It, we're we're adding to that every day, and every person we interview adds a little something. Um, there's movies. You know, we just heard the other day there might have been a movie in North Carolina, even though. You know, we we just know about the church and, and and the little schemes, but we heard there was a movie in North Carolina. We heard mm -hmm. maybe that was the one before Hear My Cry in March with uh, Joshua. Yeah. So we, it, st we still need to find putting, out what that one is. We're putting this all together. And, and that, I think that's why why it's pretty cool for the audience to to be engaged, you know, and, and figuring this out because we're figuring it. I mean, we know a lot. But we're figuring this out with you. And, and Boy, it, I tell you, every interview that we do, we learn something new. Yeah, we don't talk because it's just, <laughs> we're just like, we're, we're dumbfounded. You know, like, we it's it's crazy how much he, he's got That's away so with and keeps getting we, away with. What's, uh, what's lined up for our, our next couple of interviews, Clay? Uh, we have uh, the... Beautiful, talented Spencina, and um, she she kind of got. I mean, we we were already starting, we were already rolling, but once we once I heard Spencina's story, I it was it was crazy, and yeah, and she's she gonna goes, cover the uh, ocean rescues in right. uh, May of 2020 and July of 2020, and then right. also there's that uh, actor project mm -hmm. in uh, tw earlier of 2020. Yeah, so we got yeah. that. And what? Who else we got? Uh, we have Josh, uh, Josh Foster, and he's super cool. It, and uh, he, he's a pretty important dude in the music industry. And he, he his stories are crazy. And um, yeah, he's going to cover the uh, nicest live, guy. Yeah, he's going to cover the Hear My Cry film of March 2020, which was before Spencina. And then the uh, live play. And there was a documentary and then they went to Mexico. So all of that with, with Joshua. So our story also on how we got into this. So um, a couple months ago, uh, Kirk calls me and, and, and says, you know, uh, I'm sorry, you know, we can't pay you right now. You know, we're, we're, we're working on it. We, um, you know, we're going to do our best. We got the FBI on Jonathan. He left a few days before rap and we don't know what happened. We don't know what's going on. You know, I apologize. And for when I was thinking, I, I felt so sorry for you. Cause I'm like, damn, he has to do this for everybody on the damn set. That's crazy. Um, 
So what had happened was I, I, I looked him up. I, I, and one thing led to another and led, and I just fell down this rabbit hole on this guy. You know, it's, it's all on the internet. Oh, not all of it's on the internet, but I, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is great. This guy has a, and you know, and, and this is when other documentaries were out like, uh, you know, Tinder Swindler and Menting Anna. And, and so I start writing it down and I just start writing everything down that is on the internet on him, you know, and Jonathan Yost led to Jonathan Lopez, led to Jonathan Diaz, led to Jen. And I, I, I couldn't believe someone got away with so much. And, and so I, I, I came to you and said the next morning and was like, Hey dude, this is a crazy story. I think we have a document. Like, do you know this guy? Like, did you see, do you have, do you know, this guy is crazy. Like it's nuts. And, um, and I go, I don't know anything about documentaries, but let's do a documentary on this guy. This is, this is, this is an awesome story. And, and, you know, you, you said, Oh, let me think about it. And, uh, I emailed you the lists of crimes and you, you, you said, yes, let's do this. Let's, let's get this, let's get him. Let's do a documentary. Let's get his name out there. Let's, and, and then I was excited. You know, I, I was just like, yeah, let's do this. I remember you calling me uh, to do the documentary and I was still in the middle of calling all of the cast and crew personally, um, because I knew all of you personally, everybody I met on set, everybody I talked to up into the extras, um, I talked with, and um, there were people that I was closer to than others, but um, I was just so horrified and terrified about what was going to happen. I didn't know what the outcome of this was going to be, um, but thankfully, everybody on this uh, cast and crew had the biggest heart and were very supportive and knew exactly what was going on, and um, that is one of the reasons why I wanted to come back at you and say, yeah, let's do this, because I want to expose this guy. I want, I want, I want his name out there so that this does not happen again. We can see this whole history we went over since 2017. I'm sure there was more before that since 2017, and there has not been enough uh, exposure about this guy. When is this going to get big enough for somebody to step in? I called you and I told you and I told a bunch of others we had FBI on this. We did. We've we we've there's been reports filed there's been police reports filed there's um the only ones that have been successful about doing anything are in texas and the district of attorney i've talked to him and they don't mess with texas don't mess with texas (laughs) Uh, but they they whoever i don't have all the information on who exactly is uh responsible for that um, when I asked who the lawsuit is from, it's the actual state of Texas suing him. So hopefully there could be something there. But according to his record and history of being arrested and crimes, he keeps getting away with it. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and, I mean, and a lot of the stuff seems to get expunged that, that he does get, you know, caught for. Yeah. And, and yeah. he's wanted in states where we don't know what he's done like Ohio yeah. and uh, uh, yeah. where, there's a few other places where or we don't know what he's done, but he's done something 
Yeah, he's he's disgusting. It's not just film cons. I mean, he has uh, manipulated people into relationships. He has uh, harassed people. Uh, we stopped him on our set. He was harassing one of the actresses. Uh, he was trying to manipulate uh, some of the females on our set, and we were like, no. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to shut this down. I'm going to shut this whole film down. And uh, my partner was like, this is not going to happen. Uh, we'll shut this down. And he knew what the boundary was and unfortunately kept going on with the con. Um, but yeah, uh, the biggest part of this thing uh, and what everybody listening can do is share this podcast. We're going to be on weekly as long as we can go. Share this podcast to everybody, your family, your friends. It's such a big deal. You hear it, you watch these podcasts, you watch YouTube videos, and they're like, hey, like and subscribe. That'll help us out. Help yourselves out. Help your family out and help society out and get this guy caught. That's yep. it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right. Uh, and 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 we 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 want to get more, you know, if, if, if you've been conned by him, we want to hear from you. And, and we have other people lined up. A lot of people think that, you know, it might tarnish their name or something like that. But these are important people, you know, like these are, you know, scrubs. These, these are these are big people. And it's we, we just want to hear from everybody. And, and we are forming a team like these. It's so cool that I, you know, Spencina and 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 uh, Josh, gosh, they're such cool people, and, and we're forming this big team, and we're talking to everybody, you know, almost every day, you know, getting somebody new, and everybody's, yeah. we're all coming together, and we're all going to figure this out. And it's, yeah, the it's, whole point of our podcast is to expose Jonathan on a bigger scale because the justice system is not doing that. And then on, on another whole level, it's it's a therapeutic platform for all of his victims to come together and discuss it. And it's been really helpful to everybody that's been involved so far. And then lastly, I mean, if anything comes from this that's on a bigger scale, maybe a documentary, maybe a movie, news reports, national news reports, anything to expose this guy, which is our primary goal. We want this guy stopped. Um, yeah. So with that said, if anybody has any information on him, like Clay said, if anyone's been scammed and wants to do an interview, we have an email in the description below. You can reach out to us. Um, even if you don't want to be interviewed on the podcast, we'd love to talk to you. Sometimes we can fill in the gaps that way and we can report it ourselves. So um, I think that's it for this episode, Clay. Awesome. Good job. I'll see you next time. See you next time.